Good mornings, I'm Chris Oaks, and coming up, plant-based alternatives have become increasingly popular in recent years, and there are easy ways to incorporate them into your traditional Thanksgiving feast. We have some suggestions. Also this morning, it's Christmas time in the city. With this weekend's lighting of the community Christmas tree, local shopping on Small Business Saturday, and visits with the big man himself at Santa's house. Black Friday deals are everywhere already, but are they really the best deals of the season? WalletHub has crunched the data and the answers might surprise you. And in our community and business spotlight this morning, the Hancock County Veterans Service Office encouraging community support for the Wreaths Across America campaign. This is the Good Mornings Podcast Edition for Wednesday, November 23rd, 2022. So we're right there. It is Thanksgiving Eve, ready to go. And uh, this is going to be a special year because a lot of folks are having those big Thanksgiving get-togethers, big gatherings once again for the first time since the start of the pandemic. I mean, maybe last year you had a little bit bigger gathering than you had the year before. Uh, A couple of years ago, it was... You know, everybody was just kind of in their bubble. And then last year, maybe you had a few more people. And this year, you're going all out. Uh, Once again, the uh, CEO of Butterball Turkey uh, says they are seeing larger gatherings um, because, and they know that because people are buying larger turkeys. Uh, It says uh, we're seeing larger gatherings. Uh, Now we're seeing a resurgence for people having to have that uh, big Thanksgiving meal, uh, expectations very high for participation. They're going to be larger groups. So demand for some of our larger birds uh, has uh, has gone up. Uh, back in July, Butterball sur- uh, surveyed 1,000 adults about Thanksgiving. Now, this was back in July. Uh, they asked people about Thanksgiving. And at the time, 90% said that they planned to celebrate uh, with others. You know, big gathering once again this year, and 90% said they plan to buy the same size turkey or larger compared to last year. Um, and at the time, and again, this is just back in July, but at that time, just 8% of those in the survey said that they were concerned about the impact of inflation on the cost of uh, Thanksgiving dinner. So um, now you know that uh, the Farm Bureau Federation says the uh, price of Thanksgiving overall is up 20% year over year. So, But uh, at least, according to Butterball, it doesn't seem to be um, impacting I guess that, that desire to get together again after the pandemic. Uh, we let the pandemic cancel our Thanksgiving plans. We're not going to let inflation do the same thing. We're going to, by golly, we're going to have. Now, the one thing that is... Uh, causing inflation. Well, there are many things that are causing inflation, but one of the things with respect to Thanksgiving dinner in particular is that the cost of turkey is higher because of bird flu. Um, The avian influenza wiped out more than 8 million turkeys this year, and, uh, and they can't sell those. I mean, if a bird was exposed, man, first it was COVID, now it's the bird flu. Uh, if the turkeys were exposed, they can't put them into the food chain. They've got to uh, dispose of them. So uh, if they know there was a bird with the bird flu, they had to uh, get rid of it as 
there was an exposure they had to get rid of and they couldn't put so there is a shortage uh, which actually leads to the question we don't maybe we don't worry about covid should we worry about the bird flu and the answer is no uh, because infected turkeys or those that may have come in contact with sick birds are euthanized and do not make it their way into the food system uh, then generally it should not be an issue and the cdc says even if an exposed bird should happen to sneak through into the food chain that's still not an issue so long as you cook your turkey to an internal temperature of 165 degrees fahrenheit that would kill the bacteria and the viruses including the bird flu viruses so even if there was a trace amount of bird flu in your turkey as long as you cook it properly it is not going to be a problem and uh Uh, Also, furthermore, it says there is no evidence that anyone has ever gotten bird flu after eating uh, properly cooked poultry product. So uh, the much greater risk is something like salmonella uh, when preparing poultry. And uh, so that's the uh, bigger concern. Uh, The chances of getting sick, uh, foodborne illness, commonly known as food poisoning, is actually a little more common than you might think so it's not the bird flu it's just a regular old you know foodborne illness like salmonella you have to worry about according to the cdc every year about one in six americans get sick from thanksgiving dinner that's about 48 million people and of those 128,000 end up in the hospital and it can even be a fatal you know, foodborne illnesses can be fatal. Uh, they are they're about 3,000 cases a year of foodborne illnesses that uh, turn deadly. Uh, dishes that have turkey in them should be eaten three to four hours after the... I'm sorry, dishes that have turkey in them should be eaten three to four days after the holiday. So if you have leftovers, get them into the fridge as soon as you can and eat those within three to four days or put them in the freezer if they're going to if it's going to be longer than that holiday leftovers should be reheated to 165 degrees or warmer before uh, serving or eating so let's uh, remember that too safety first safety first by the way speaking of uh food i thought this was kind of interesting study out of the university of Port- uh, portsmouth if you have a picky eater in your family And I think every family has at least one picky eater. Here is the trick. Do not put food in red bowls. (laughs) That's what they they found. Uh, It says here, researchers at the University of Portsmouth, if you have a picky eater, avoid serving them food in a red bowl. Uh, The researchers found both saltiness and desirability to consume a food were influenced by the color of the bowl it was served in. Now, this is apparently just among picky eaters. For the rest of us, it doesn't make a difference. But for picky eaters, the color of the bowl (laughs) actually makes a difference. The uh, this group of self-described picky eaters, self-admitted picky eaters, rated food saltier when it was served in a blue bowl 
and a Red Bull as compared to the same food served in a white bowl. So it's the same food, but because it was, you know, the only difference was color of the bowl and uh, the uh, red and blue bowls, they said, were saltier, even though they weren't. The uh, lead author of the study, Dr. Lorenzo Stafford, says since picky eating can be stressful for both the individual and family relations, these findings offer preliminary evidence on how color might help enhance the food experience. So there you go. And I tell you what is most likely to make you sick around the Thanksgiving table. It's not the food itself. It's the conversation. A recent poll found that 20% of respondents said political disagreements have damaged their relationship with friends or family, particularly these days when we are so doggone polarized in this country. Um, This is not the year to talk politics. I mean, when has it ever been? But especially nowadays, boy, talking politics can get you into trouble in a hurry. So here are five tips from the experts on how to avoid talking politics at the Thanksgiving dinner table. Number one, reframe and redirect. See if you can get all family members to agree not to discuss politics during dinner to avoid misunderstandings. Instead, consider discussing what you are grateful for or other positive topics outside of politics. So that's number one. Number two, keep calm and carry on. If someone brings up politics just to get a reaction, one sociologist says the best thing you can do is remain calm and ignore. Uh, Number three, don't try to win. That's maybe the best piece of advice. You are unlikely to change someone's political stance. uh, And they're not going to change yours. You know that. So just pump the brakes on the political debate. Don't try to win. Uh, Number four, avoid labels and characterizations. Uh, Don't label parts of the conversation or the response. Now, things like, yeah, I would expect a liberal to say something like that. Or I would expect a boomer to say something like that. You know, whatever. So don't label. Uh, avoid those labels, those characterizations. Um, experts say remaining neutral is the key, even when confronted with what may, may seem like outrageous beliefs and viewpoints. And number five, be curious, not furious. The only way to navigate these difficult conversations, uh, because as for everything that you try, it, it will likely come up at some point. So the only way to navigate these difficult conversations when they come up is through a detached spirit, uh, detached spirit of curiosity, they say, where learning is more important than fixing. In other words, just ask, why do you feel the way you do? Instead of, I don't agree, and this is why, and this is why you should think like I do, and you're wrong, and blah, blah, blah. Just try to understand, uh, be curious about someone else's viewpoints. And uh, then just sit back, let them explain, take that in, and keep calm and carry on. So anyway, some of the uh, ways that you can avoid some of the uh, stressful conversations around the Thanksgiving dinner table. You're welcome, America. There you go. Some of the most interesting and buzzworthy stories to get your Wednesday morning started. 
WFIN News, I'm Matt Demchek. Your WTOL 11 weather. Plenty of sunshine expected again today with a high of 56. It'll be mostly clear tonight, a low of 30. Stonebridge Church is putting on their free community Thanksgiving meal again this year. Stephanie Shack says they expect to serve between 2,000 and 2,400 meals. So the meal meets a lot of different needs, and we're really excited for our dine-in to be back this year to bring that community aspect back. We've missed that so much. As Stephanie said, dine-in is returning this year, and dine-in meals will be available from 11 to 1, and drive through will be available from 9 to 1. Delivery is also offered within Findlay City limits, but the delivery order deadline has passed. Stonebridge Church is located at 2111 Stonehenge Drive off of Astoria Avenue. The Finley Fire Department is sharing some Thanksgiving safety tips. Inspector Eric Wilkins says cooking is the number one cause of house fires and more cooking fires occur on Thanksgiving than any other day of the year. If you use a turkey fryer to prepare your turkey, you want to be sure that the turkey is completely thawed. Uh, frozen turkeys and hot oil do not mix well together. And he says be sure not to overfill your turkey fryer and have a fire extinguisher nearby in case of an emergency. Get more safety tips on the website. The Ohio State Highway Patrol will be highly visible over the Thanksgiving weekend, cracking down on impaired drivers, distracted drivers, and those not wearing a safety belt. The Highway Patrol says get your preparation out of the way before you start driving so you can stay off the phone. So before you travel, have your plan, have your route, look for crashes, work zones, make sure that you know where you're going, modify your route if need be, don't travel during peak times. Doing these things is going to keep you off your phone. The Highway Patrol says 17 people were killed in 14 fatal crashes during last year's Thanksgiving reporting period. Many local businesses are offering discounts and special hours for Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, Cyber Monday, and Giving Tuesday. Small Business Saturday in downtown Findlay will kick off with a ribbon cutting across Main Street. We have a link on the website where you can see a complete list of store hours and discounts locally. I'm Matt Demchek for 1330 WFIN and 95.5 FM. So Thanksgiving is a day that is all about the food, and as we know, plant-based alternatives have become very popular in recent years for a lot of people. And so joining us once again this morning is dietitian Mia Sin, founder of Nutrition by Mia, to talk about ways to incorporate some of those plant-based alternatives into your Thanksgiving meal. So we're going to use the example of oat milk here this morning, Mia. People have probably seen it as an option at their favorite coffee shop and what have you, but you say it is a very versatile ingredient for a lot of things. First of all, talk about the benefits. What is the big selling point here? Well, whether you're dairy-free, vegan, or simply looking to switch things up, oat milk is a versatile and nutritious option with plenty of benefits. So oat milk is derived from plant-based ingredients, meaning it's free from any animal-based byproducts, and it provides a number of nutrients, including B vitamins and fiber. So it's a great option for those with dietary restrictions, such as lactose intolerance or nut allergies. And in general, oat milk is better for the climate when compared to dairy milk. My go-to for years has been Oatly. They are the world's original and largest oat milk company. They have a large array of products. So not only their oat milks, but their frozen desserts as well. And you can enjoy them on their own or incorporated into recipes. 
And, you know, a point worth making is that even if you aren't so much into plant-based alternatives, some of your Thanksgiving guests may be, or they may have dietary restrictions, perhaps. So making the effort here is something that will be much appreciated. So how do we incorporate that into the holiday meal? Yes, a recent survey conducted on behalf of Oatly found that the majority of respondents cited taste as a reason for any reluctance to try swapping in plant-based products when cooking or baking. And with the holidays in full swing, I personally love swapping oat milk whenever there's a recipe that calls for dairy milk. I think that when swapped, it can turn out equally as delicious. And two great examples of that, I have uh, two recipes that you can find at Oatly.com. So the first one is roasted carrots with an oatgurt dressing. So this dressing is made with one cup of plain Oatly oatgurt and mixed with different herbs, spices, olive oil, really elevates those veggies, and it's dressed with pomegranate oil, so it looks really festive as well. And then for dessert, my favorite, pumpkin pie oat bars. These you can make with full-fat Oatly oat milk kind of a fun twist on classic holiday pumpkin pie. And if you're looking for more, Oatly recently released an entire YouTube series that's dedicated to finding out if different time-honored recipes could withstand the challenge of swapping in oat milk in place of dairy. It's called Will It Swap? It's super entertaining and educational. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up because one of the questions I was going to ask is how best to do these swaps in a favorite recipe. Is it a one-for-one swap with traditional dairy products, or how does that work? I'm guessing that video series will lay everything out for us? Yes, it's super informative in that sense. And I would say most of the time you can do one-to-one, and it has a mild taste. So it's so versatile, you can use it in both sweet and savory applications. Nutritionist Mia Sin with us this morning with a couple of ideas for incorporating plant-based alternatives into your Thanksgiving meal. Where do we get more information, Mia? So for more information, you can head to Oatly.com. And if you decide to try any plant-based dishes as part of your Thanksgiving dinner, Oatly will be running a hotline on Thanksgiving Day to answer any questions you might have. You can just dial 866-OAT-LINE. Oh, perfect. That will definitely come in handy. Mia, thanks very much, and happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas in the city of Findlay. A big weekend, lighting of the community Christmas tree, local shopping, small business Saturday, and of course, Santa's house opens this weekend with Kiwanis. We are joined by Findlay Mayor Christina Mern, along with uh, Pat Garlock, Suzanne Crouch from the uh, Kiwanis of Findlay. Thanks very much, uh, all of you, for uh, joining, and uh, happy uh, holidays. Happy Thanksgiving, Merry Christmas, all of that. (laughs) Uh, so, uh, first of all, the lighting of the tree, and this yes. is a big deal. Uh, it's a big deal every year. Yes. But it is really cool this year because of uh, something new. And we have talked to, we were talking about this uh, a couple of weeks ago. Maybe people have forgotten. Yeah. There are actually ornaments on the tree this year. Yes. So, I'm super excited. So, Friday in Dorney Plaza at 6 p.m., we will have our annual community Christmas tree lighting. Mm-hmm. And this year, it's extra special. Um, I had the idea earlier this year, and the Community Foundation was kind enough to sponsor are purchasing 300 ornaments. Yeah, it was during Art Walk. I remember yes. we, they, people were uh, decorating those. Yes, or, and then we allowed people, those that we had left, people were able to take them and we dropped them off at retirement homes and schools and nonprofits. And so we have about 300 six-inch white ornaments that citizens have decorated that are cool. on the tree. And then we added in some, some green and uh, red ornaments as well. And then uh, Romark actually 
appeased my idea and made beautiful snowflakes. Um, so there are snowflakes courtesy of Romark on the tree as well. And then, of course, the star that we had last year on the top of the tree from Millstream. Right. Um, and then I want to give a quick shout out to uh, Jim and um, Bonnie Albert, who are the individuals that donated the tree this year, and Miller Rigging, who helps us set it up every year, because it is quite the adventure to yeah. get that tree I can uh, imagine. cut down and then set up in Dorney Plaza. And especially, you know, not just setting up the tree, but then getting it uh, getting the lights up and oh the ornaments this year, the star on the top, <laughs> all of that. So. Our team is so wonderful, and I was like, I accidentally ordered some glitter ornaments, which I had told them I wasn't going to do. <laughs> and so my my team is they're putting it up. I'm like, I'm sorry, guys. They had glitter all over their hands. <laughs> But um, but well, they do a wonderful. To it, they so. they always enjoy it. You know, I think it gets the, everybody kind of in the holiday spirit, and uh, they enjoy doing it. Would have wanted a little warmer weather, but <laughs> fun fact: there are fifty three thousand Christmas lights on the tree. Fifty three thousand. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And one goes one goes out. They all go out. No, Don't say I'm that. Just... Don't say that. <laughs> and of course, as you mentioned, the uh, tree lighting is on Friday. Yes. Uh, it'll be yourself and a special guest, Santa Claus. And then right after uh, Santa flips the switch, you'll be opening uh, Santa's house, right? Yep. This is our twenty first year as Qantas project of presenting Santa House to the community. A totally free event. For a fun, family fun that everybody should just enjoy. Yeah. Uh, so give us all of the details on, uh, first of all, on the uh, visits with Santa. Because I know the past couple of years have been kind of different, uh, obviously, you know, <laughs> for obvious reasons. Is Are things kind of more back to normal this year now? Yeah, absolutely. So um, we're open, like, for the first time since 2019, which is awesome. Um, it'll be the traditional way we've always done it. Mm-hmm. Come in, sit on Santa's lap, get your goodie bag from Santa. Um, cookies and cocoa in the gym. Um, so we're super excited to do this um, this year, and it's from six to eight, and it starts Friday. Okay. From and and then is it? Uh, it's not every day. What is it? Weekends? What? It, what are the days? It's every Friday every, for four Fridays, starting Friday. this Friday. Okay. Yep. All and right. And then the second, the ninth, and the sixteenth of December. Now you also uh, have the uh, horse-drawn uh, wagon rides uh, through downtown as well. Yeah, we have a horse-drawn and a Christmas tractor-drawn wagon. Aha! Uh-huh. So there's two different types. They're both beautiful events. But that comes uh, via Lonsways. Uh, they bring their big, uh, big horses. What are they called? The uh, well, Clydesdales are the not really Clydesdales, ones, but I don't they're, think that's what yeah. we're bringing. They're not the, the, Bel- the Belgians. Belgians. Yeah, the Belgians. Belgians. Okay, and they're just gorgeous. So they will get everybody will get on the wagon and get to ride up and down. You don't have to have a child to do this. You can walk over from all the other event places in town. Jump on the wagon, have fun, and then and then go back to where you were. So, uh, and that happens a lot. But. And and one of the uh, best parts about all of this is that it highlights uh, the downtown area and our local businesses, our local restaurants. Uh, we know Small Business Saturday is coming up, uh, and really encourage people to you know patronize uh, local businesses, especially during the holiday season. So. Yeah, absolutely. And all of our cookies and cocoa are donated by We Serve Coffee and um, special occasions and Baker's Cafe. So we really tried to highlight those downtown yeah. businesses. Uh, a lot of uh, local sponsors uh, yes. to help make uh, Santa's house. And this week's um, wagon sponsors are the Granary, Keepsake Portraits, and uh, Lone Depot Shelley um, Sterling are sharing one of the wagons. And then the Granary is hosting the horse-drawn wagon. Now, is there a, uh, is there a charge for any of this? Totally free. Totally free. Totally free. Totally free. And we really want to thank St. Andrew's Church because when we 
had to leave, vacate the city building because of the Homeland Security equipment, St. Andrew's Church was gracious enough to take us on probably seven or eight years ago at yeah. least. Mm-hmm. So... Very cool. Very cool. So uh, it is going to be a huge uh, weekend. And uh, again, Mayor Murden, we were talking about getting downtown. I mean, just a a perfect way of highlighting. It is. We have such a a wonderful downtown and many times we take it for granted. But I would encourage folks to shop local, look for opportunities to support our small business owners and our community and really just enjoy, you know, being downtown, spending time with family and friends. Uh, The Christmas lights are out throughout downtown. And this year, again, we partnered with Heck to also decorate Latham Courtyard. So as you're walking around downtown, you can take some family photos and enjoy the holiday season. It's Christmas time in the city. (laughs) Okay, we have a, I have a holiday quiz uh, for you here. So I'm going to, I'm going to pick your brain uh, here and just, okay, we're going to, okay, we're going to have some fun. So we'll just go uh, right, right through here uh so thanksgiving is tomorrow hosting or traveling hosting hosting i'm going four blocks away <laughs> <My mom's house. laughs> traveling. And, and i know you're traveling uh for the uh, holiday least favorite thanksgiving dish you know it used least to be favorite. it used to be sweet potatoes but now i'm on really? a whole different diet and i fell in love with them so <laughs> i don't have a least favorite anymore because i like them all <laughs> I don't have a least favorite. You really? I, no, I don't. I really? love it all. I would say I enjoy it all. If I was going to put the thing that I enjoy the least, it would be like the turkey <laughs> because I am a sides person. See, like I eat a little bit of meat so that I get protein and then I'm just like, oh yeah, bring on the green bean casserole. There there was, oh see now green bean casserole would be at the top of the oh, list for me. Least you favorite. Do not, oh, 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 green bean casserole. Know, uh, there, no, so. I don't think. The, <laughs> you say turkey though. It's kind of interesting. Uh, the uh, uh, new survey from the vacationers uh, found that uh, turkey is number two, the most disliked uh, dish. Yeah, I actually dropped down to a 13-pound turkey this year because I never get rid of it. Everybody wants the ham, <laughs> and then Tony comes with his meatballs every year. So, <laughs> yeah. you know. so uh, turkey is number two. Uh, cranberry sauce, the oh, uh, number one in the dislike category. Favorite. That's your favorite? It's my favorite. And green bean casserole is number three. So the most well, disliked. Well, you know, to each their own. All right. So Black Friday shopping. Uh, shopping on Ab- Black Friday or lounging on the sofa? Absolutely Shopping. 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 Shop. Sofa. Oh, no. No, I'm not <laughs> doing that. Yeah, me too. Sofa. Sofa. I'm be watching uh, Football, the World Cup. I'm going to be watching. Cup. Yeah, yeah hanging absolutely. out. Absolutely. Relaxing. Recovering. Uh, so, uh, but shopping. Yeah. Okay. Um, what are you asking Santa for this year? Number one on your uh, wish list this year. All my kids be home like they always are. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Truly, I don't Everybody care Everybody just to be healthy. Yeah. Now, see, this no. is... That is mushy. I'm looking. I'm looking for materialistic stuff here. Let's be. I haven't even thought about it. My son Mike just asked me, "What do you want?" Because I keep asking everybody else, and I don't. I can't even come up with anything. (laughs) I know. Well, these are really lame answers. Sorry, but um, (laughs) no. I. I. You know what? My husband and I have been fortunate that this year, coming out of COVID and going into next year, knowing that we probably won't be able to travel much. We've traveled quite a bit, so we're Mm -hmm. not really doing Christmas presents this year. You know, we're fortunate that we are able to buy what we need when we need it. And so we really are just kind of spending time with family. And that is sappy. That is sappy. Mm, Man, (laughs) sugary sweet right there on the, this is another survey. It said a new poll of uh, 2,000 U.S. adults said 66%, if they could, would beg Santa Claus for anything that could give them a better night's sleep. Oh, oh. <laughs> so, 
that was I what bought we a were new looking pillow for, recently, and let me tell you, there you I go. love it. There you go. Pillow. Cradle's my neck. All right. Real nice. Last one. <laughs> uh, similar question. Best gift ever from Santa? Uh, that would be my son Mike brought me this jug that you put water in, in the refrigerator. It has a spout, and I use it every day. Mm. Every day. Really? Sometimes put lemons in it. Oh, yeah. It's Very cool. Best gift ever. Best Kid or adult? Oh. Kid or adult. So I can go back, right? Yeah. Oh. Don't laugh at me. My mom started my collection of Wizard of Oz ornaments, and they're my favorite. And I get them out every year. They're, they're my favorite. So that's probably my best gift. Okay. Very mm. cool. Probably. Well, I think that one might have been for my birthday. My birthday's in January, so it always kind of like mushes together which present I got when. Okay. I'll go with my, it was either a mountain bike or my, my American Girl doll. There you know, you because go. that was like something I wanted so bad, and then yeah. my grandparents got it for me, and then you know all yeah. the clothes over the years. Yeah, I've that's... told this. I've told this story before. When I was, I don't know, probably eleven years old, ten, eleven years old, uh, I got a, a chemistry set for Christmas, and the reason why it is so uh, it stands out as as the best gift ever is because I actually got two of them. My grandmother got me one. And then my parents had bought me one, but didn't give it to me because my grandmother had already already given uh, given me hers. So we get to our family uh, you know, with my dad's side of the family. And uh, I was at that age, I mean, when you're 10, 11 years old, when you, you get clothes, you know, because your <laughs> yeah. extended family doesn't really know what to get you. So you get clothes, but you still want the fun stuff that you can play with. So all of the and I'm the oldest grandchild. So. While everybody else, all of the other kids got toys, I got clothes, and I was crushed. And so my dad, knowing that, went to the basement and brought up the chemistry set that he didn't give give me because I had already gotten one and gave that to me. And so Aww. that was my oh, that's that's best so gift So you ever. went from the pits to super excited. Exactly, exactly. And it was just a wonderful, uh, wonderful moment. I remember that uh, very soon. So thank you very much. Uh, again, uh, Pat Garlock and uh, Suzanne Crouch, Mayor uh, Christine Mern with us this morning. Again, lighting the Christmas tree is... Friday at 6 p.m. in Dorney Plaza. And then uh, right after that, visits from Santa... We're walking straight over. And I just... Santa I do want to say, last night, I stopped at the granary. I had to pick up two boxes as part of their their uh, free. They're doing it. $10 coupons, as long as they last uh, to go to the granary and shop, no restrictions Ooh, on it. Awesome. So, awesome. Uh, come see them. Uh, Santa's house, uh, Fridays. Uh, Friday. For the next uh, four, four, and the, four, uh, four Fridays. For the next four Fridays. And then uh, wagon rides downtown, when? Six to eight. Every Friday. Every Friday, yep. 6 to 8. All right, very yep. good. Get downtown and enjoy the uh, holiday season. Ladies, thanks very much for dropping by. Happy Thank holidays. You. Thank you. So Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, is the beginning of what are generally considered to be the best deals of the year to kick off the Christmas shopping season. And this year, those early Black Friday deals have been coming at us from all directions for several weeks now, but... Are those deals really as good as advertised? WalletHub is out with their best things to buy on Black Friday report for the 2022 holiday shopping season. Jill Gonzalez is with us once again this morning from WalletHub. And uh, you crunched the numbers and found that many of these deals, quote unquote deals, aren't really deals at all. That's right. So we've been kind of tracking all of these items since, October, and then comparing it to the pre-Black Friday price, the actual Black Friday price, 
a lot of discounts are going to be significant. About 75% of the items have a significant Black Friday discount, but 15% are looking pretty similar. 13% are actually more expensive. Yeah. That that really shocked me is that there are actually uh, a small but not insignificant number of items that are actually more expensive on or around Black Friday. Exactly. And, you know, this year especially, I don't think it should be as shocking just because inflation, supply and demand, uh, labor shortages, you know, all of these things have kind of skewed what prices will look like. Now, all of that being said, uh, there are some product categories that do tend to get better discounts than others on Black Friday. Kind of break this down for us. Exactly. So by waiting until Black Friday, you're going to save more on things like appliances. Furniture also had a good showing. Apparel and accessories, especially winter accessories that need to be moved out. Those can be good. Uh, But things like consumer electronics, toys, especially computers and phones, that's where you probably won't be finding the best deals. Of course, they're also some of the most sought after categories. Yeah, I was going to say, those are some of the hottest gift uh, categories uh, where the advertised deals uh, really aren't as great as they are made out to be. Uh, Now, you did come up with a list of Black Friday deals that are actually good deals, uh, specific examples. What are some of those? So these are all over the place. There's a a really nice laptop, the Evo platform laptop uh, from LG. That's a good deal. There's a massage chair. That's a really good deal. An Osaki massage chair from uh, Home Depot. That's really good. Uh, There's a huge LG TV at Best Buy. That's great. If you're really shopping for ahead of time, there's a good pit boss grill up for grabs. So there are tons of deals really spanning you know, all of these categories. Just depends what you are in the market for. Yeah, it's interesting because, again, there are some deals within product categories that, uh, by and large, may not have the best deals. You just have to uh, to do some digging. And I, be- I guess it comes down to uh, some of the old advice we've always talked about, and that is, you know, do your research, do some comparison shopping, and, and figure out where those good deals really are don't depend on the uh, sale uh, flyers and advertisements because they may not necessarily be giving you the whole story. Not a big surprise there. Exactly. And it is good this year, you know, whether you're shopping online or in store to have kind of a target deal in mind. So this year, the average discount from all of the major retailers works out to be about 37.2%. So if you're looking in your cart and you see deals for lower than that, then it might not be a true Black Friday deal. So that's a good number to keep in mind. Mm. Uh, interesting, too. And this is a uh, a separate report on uh, 2022's best places to shop on Black Friday. Uh, you uh, actually uh, highlight some retailers that uh, generally have better deals than others uh, shopping by location. Exactly. So when we're just looking at some of the biggest retailers, 100% of the deals at, say, Office Depot and Office Max were actually good deals. That number was similar at Big Lots, Lenovo, BJ's. But when you get down to Target, Walmart, Kohl's, that's when we start to see the deals kind of go south. Hmm. There are still some great ones to be had, but certainly not all of them. 
So something to keep in mind that it varies according to retailer as well. You also point out in the report, and we were talking about this the other day, uh, the danger of racking up big credit card bills at Christmas time, especially the danger of something called deferred interest financing that you see offered on a lot of store branded credit accounts. Exactly. So a lot of store cards, you know, you might be taking one out at the time of purchase because They're offering special financing or maybe a discount that you can only get that day. Mm -hmm. But usually you want to take a discount. It's about 15 to 20% off. If you go for the special financing, it's probably not as special as you think. It's what's called deferred interest. So, yes, you get 0% for up to, you know, 24 months or something like that. But if you have anything left over after the 24 months, even if it's 20 bucks, you actually have to pay interest on your entire, you know, $800 TV. And so that really kills any savings that you might have. Yeah, and then some. So you really have to be careful about uh, how you pay for your items can uh, be just as important as what you pay for them. Now, to clarify, this is all data, as you said, where you compare prices on Black Friday to those prior to Black Friday. And I suppose... It may be hard to predict the future this year, but historically, do the deals get any better after Black Friday? I mean, is there any reason to wait? I mean, these may not be the best deals as compared to maybe what we could have bought things for before Black Friday, but are they going to get any better from this point forward? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, after Black Friday, we still have Cyber Week. We still have, uh, you know, Small Business Saturday. It really depends on what you want and, of course, the inventory. That's the real kicker is if it's going to be around for too long after Black Friday. A lot of things to consider as we start to plan out our Christmas shopping strategy here. Again, Joe Gonzalez with us from WalletHub. Their best things to buy on Black Friday report for the 2022 holiday shopping season is out. And folks can find that online, all of the data that we're talking about here. Yep, head to WalletHub.com or WalletHub, the app, and you can really comparison shop and use this as a resource while you are out in the trenches. We'll link it up on our webpage as well. Jill, thanks very much for taking the time and uh, happy shopping. Happy shopping. 20 years of good mornings on WFIN. We interrupt this program to bring you a broken news alert. Today's update on the odd and unusual side of the news brought to you as a public service, more or less, of Hancock County Veterans Services. <laughs> you know, sometimes products that we buy actually do live up to the hype of how they're advertised. Unfortunately, a lot of times that isn't the case. Um, but every now and then, You come across a story where a product actually does live up to all of the hype. The Fort Matanzas National Monument in Florida uh, put a Facebook post out the other day that a vintage steamer trunk from the 1930s washed up on the beach this week. Uh, The... The it's not clear just how the trunk got into the water or how long it was in the ocean before washing up on the beach. But a vintage steamer truck from the uh, trunk from the 1930s, completely intact and still sealed, uh, washed up 
on the uh, on the beach. The trunk, uh, after some investigation, they learned the trunk was from a brand called Never Break Trunks, <laughs> which dates back to the 1930s, manufactured by L. Goldsmith and son of Newark, New Jersey. How it got into the water, how long it was there, I don't know, but uh, <laughs> that's nearly 100 years, and they say never break trunks. Lived up to the hype. There you go. Uh, I just thought that was that was kind of cool, especially given the uh, given the name of the uh, trunk. Credit where credit is due. Uh, crazy story in uh, Alaska, uh, where firefighters with Central Emergency Services were called in to rescue a moose. It's a moose on the loose, not actually uh, on the loose, but trapped. Uh, moose was found to have fallen through the window of a home and got trapped in the basement of the home. It must have been one heck of a window that the moose uh, fell through. And moose are big animals, a big basement. Uh, the moose was sedated. Rescuers used a people mover, a tarp, uh, a people mover, which is a tarp used to transport unconscious patients to carry the animal through the house <laughs> and back outside. Wildlife biologists then treated the moose for minor lacerations on its legs and administered medication to reverse the sedative side effects once the animal was outside. Uh, the moose, after about 15 minutes, the moose uh, regained consciousness and trotted back into the wild. Can you imagine? Probably, <laughs> probably had a crazy story for all of his fellow moose. You'll never believe what happened to me. I have no idea how I got out, but all of a sudden I was out. Probably thought it was a bad dream. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Our dumb criminal of the day is Michael Salvatore of Durham, Connecticut, who is facing charges after police say he threatened a package delivery driver with an axe. <laughs> the whole thing happened after Mr. Salvatore was told that he could not collect his packages without showing a photo ID, and he apparently did not have one, or at least did not have one on him at the time. What he did have was an axe. Uh, he uh, told the driver to leave the packages or else. <laughs> uh, the uh, driver didn't. The driver just left. I mean, he was in his vehicle, so he just took off. He figured probably the guy with the axe couldn't chase him as fast as he could drive. So <laughs> uh, police were called and uh, they have now arrested Mr. Salvatore, charged him with second degree threatening and breach of peace. <laughs> Just something to keep in mind how not to handle that situation during the uh, Christmas uh, shipping season. That's <laughs> all you need is a photo ID, buddy. That's all you need. Leave the axe at home. Um, this is kind of a crazy story. Houston police are still on the lookout for a suspect who reportedly carjacked a vehicle with a one-year-old boy inside, a baby boy inside, and then dropped the child off at a dollar store. Uh, the dad, uh, no, there are no names uh, in the story. It doesn't uh, give identities here. Uh, the father, who is 38 years old, was putting air in the tires of his vehicle at a filling station near West uh, Belfort, uh, Texas, outside of Houston, about 2.45 in the afternoon on Sunday, when somebody jumped in the driver's seat and took off with his car while he was putting air in the tires. Um, 
the man borrowed someone else's cell phone, was at the filling station, to call his own cell phone, which was still in the car, (laughs) and the suspect answered and told him his son had been dropped off at a 99-cent store. (laughs) The man flagged down an officer, and they found the boy safe at the store where the carjacker told him he would be. There's still no sign of the stolen car, but I guess that's of secondary importance. The uh, Wow, that is crazy. And uh, finally, in the uh, broken news this morning, kind of a light day for the broken news, but this I thought was kind of interesting. A man using a metal detector on uh, one of Florida's beaches when a once-in-a-lifetime find found him. There's a report in the Miami Herald. Joseph Cook was walking along the beach with his metal detector when he looked up to see a small plane come down with a thud right there on the beach where he was walking, right there in the sand. Uh, He had time to capture the moment on video, later shared it online. Thankfully, the pilot of the plane was okay, managed to crawl out of the Small yellow aircraft. Uh, Mr. Cook asked if he was okay. The man said he lost his engine. And uh, apparently he was aiming toward the water to avoid hitting any pedestrians, which meant which meant me, Mr. Cook said, because he was the only one on the beach. Um, <laughs> Mr. Cook says he probably will not walk on the beach the same way ever again. <laughs> I would think not after that after that experience. Uh, apparently the plane was on a mission to survey damage from Hurricane Nicole, but the engine failed near St. Augustine. Uh, police confirmed the pilot was uninjured, but the plane, well, that's a different story. The mangled hunk of metal was dragged off the beach later that evening. As for Mr. Cook, he is already capitalizing off the joke that he had his biggest find to date, posting on TikTok that he found his first airplane while metal detecting. (laughs) Or, actually, it found him, and it needs a little work. Wow, that is crazy story. I was just walking along the beach, minding your own business, and suddenly a plane crashes there next to you. Uh, there you go. That is uh, today's broken news. This update on the odd and unusual side of the news brought to you as a public service, more or less, of Hancock County Veterans Services. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. And yet another major brand just announced is halting all social media advertising. The two most overused and abused words in advertising are truth and trust. They are the two most precious commodities for all brands, big and small. As an advertiser, you have to trust your partners to protect your brand's truth using the media consumer's trust. Radio, it's on. This message provided by WFIN. Time now for your daily download, the numbers behind the news and the statistics that shape our lives. According to a new survey, two in three Americans, two thirds of Americans are picking up a side gig or at least working more at their main job, getting more overtime, picking up extra work to earn more money specifically for the holiday season. This is a poll is commissioned by neighbor.com uh, found that the biggest reason is that fewer workers have received a pay raise recently. Only 46% say that they have received any kind of raise in the last year. And another 11% 
say that their last bump in salary came almost two years ago. Beyond that, for those who did receive a raise in 2022, unfortunately, their salary still isn't keeping up with record inflation. On average, wages and salaries have increased by 5.1% this year, while inflation is sitting around 8%. So, effectively, even those getting a raise are making less money, have less buying power. Um, so, even those with that have gotten a bump in their pay are feeling the strain of inflation, especially during the holidays. Now, it's certainly not uncommon for people to take on a side gig, a second job, temporary job to earn more money for the holidays. But the fact that two out of three people, two-thirds of Americans are doing that specifically to earn money for the holidays is pretty significant, I thought. Now, the Good Mornings Community and Business Spotlight. Nicole Coleman is here once again from the Hancock County Veteran Service Office to talk about Reads Across America, which has uh, been, we've done it for a number of years uh, in this community. It's grown and grown every year, and I know it's obviously a cause very near and dear to your heart. Yeah, I love the mission of Reads Across America, you know, to remember, honor, and teach. Uh, remember those who are serving, honor those who have served and are deceased, mm-hmm. and teach the next generation about patriotism. Yeah. It's a great mission. And uh, tied in, of course, with the holiday season where uh, they go around and put those uh, wreaths uh, on the uh, graves of uh, veterans uh, from around the area, Maple Grove Cemetery, and I know a lot of other uh, cemeteries around the area participating as well. So. Yeah, so we have St. Michael's, which mm-hmm. is, you know, in Maple Grove Cemetery, right. uh, the village of Arlington, uh, Benton Ridge Cemetery, and... The other one is Bishop Cemetery, which is in Eagle Township. Okay. So that's the new one this year. All right. So uh, obviously it's not, uh, it can't be done unless uh, there are funds to buy the wreaths and bring them and all of that. Right. So right now, Benton Ridge is the only one of the five in our county that is 100% sponsored, meaning they have enough money to buy all the wreaths. Um, if you go to our website, you can see a link or QR codes to all of the all of the websites so that you can donate. Um, Maple Grove is at forty four percent. Benton or Benton Ridge is one hundred percent. St. Michael's is eighty hmm. percent. Uh, Arlington Village is forty one percent, and Bishop Cemetery is at seventeen percent. And it's so we only, need we need some folks to get out we there do, and, we and do. Uh, sponsor those. And the orders are being placed next Friday. Okay, so. People can give all year. They can give any time. And if you give after that, it will go towards next year, which is also incredibly helpful. Um, but if you're able to give prior to next Friday, that will help uh, get those wreaths uh, on the graves this year. So how do folks do that? Uh, they can go to our website at HancockVeterans.com and find the the Reads Across America flyer, which has all of the websites and QR codes uh, for each of those websites. Uh, the wreaths are fifteen dollars for one. Uh, some of the some of the cemeteries have a where you can get three for thirty, I believe it is, mm-hmm. and I know some of them have a five for seventy five. So. But one wreath is only $15. Uh, 
years. I think most of us can afford sure. one wreath. And if uh, we all do that, then we can get to 100% for all of these uh, cemeteries and make sure they're all honored. Uh, it is quite a an, a an effort to get those wreaths placed then uh, for the holiday season. Yeah, so it happens on Saturday, December 17th is the day. It's across the nation any wreath across america site happens on that day mm-hmm. um maple grove ben ridge and st michael's are all at 10 o'clock in the morning uh, arlington village cemetery is at noon and bishop cemetery is at 1 30 uh, so you can go you can participate uh, the the national uh, va cemetery there what they teach people is that veterans die two deaths once the day they die, and the second when people quit saying their names. And so that's part of why this is so powerful, because when you lay the wreath at the veteran's grave, you say their name out loud, thank them for their service. Yeah. And, you know, when, when a child gets to participate in that, it really brings that teach. Yeah, because I know a lot of families will do this together uh, and spend a couple of hours on a Saturday morning and, uh, you know, lay those wreaths. It, it really is a powerful moment. Correct. And it really doesn't take very long, you know, because of the number of people who typically come to the cemeteries to participate in this. It usually is... 30 minutes. And how do folks sign up for that? I mean, just show up, just show up. So there, you don't have to register or anything nope. uh, for that. Uh, again, if folks want to sponsor those wreaths or get more information about wreaths of America, uh, wreaths across America, you have that link on your website. Correct. HancockVeterans.com. Again, uh, Nicole Coleman, Hancock County Veterans Services Officer with us uh, this morning. Nicole, thanks very much. Thanks, Chris. The Community and Business Spotlight is a promotional advertisement paid for by the featured sponsor. So Thanksgiving just would not be complete without the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Of course, Summer Jackson is with us this morning from New York with the Kalahari Resort's Colossal Wave of Wonder float that will once again be part of the parade this year. Summer, tell us about this. Yes, we're really excited to bring back the Colossal Wave of Wonder Float. Um, so it actually debuted in last year's parade, and you know what? It was such a big hit and a fan favorite that we had to bring it back this year so that people will get a chance to see it again. And what is new for this year's parade? All right, so, of course, this year, in addition to our beautiful float, which features a family of elephants in the water as a wave crest with sky-high bursts of air from her trunk, there's a majestic mother elephant and her bubble-blowing baby elephants that ride across a wave of wonder. And alongside them, you have a surfing rhino and octopus, and we have a lighting, you know, uh, that creates like a rippling water look at with this fun film scene as well. So in addition to all of that, we also have world-renowned reggae artist Sean Paul performing. It's really, though, so exciting to be back in the parade and to bring this float because imagine these really large characters floating through the streets of New York City. It's just going to be something to see. And, of course, it's really cool for Kalahari to be a part of uh, this event that, as we mentioned, is such a storied tradition, such a special place in the hearts of so many families. It's always really a big deal. You know, at Kalahari and and Macy's Thanksgiving Parade, we're all about creating bigger and better experiences for our guests. You know, um, whether it's, you know, coming to one of our locations. Of course, Kalahari is home 
to America's largest indoor water parks, and we're really excited about um, being able to share these experiences. And, of course, you're near the Sandusky, Ohio location. Absolutely. A lot of folks very familiar with that family resort. Yes. Folks can actually book a trip and create a family experience, you know, this holiday season, which is one of my great gift ideas that I have. And um, so, again, like I said, make those memories with your family or friends. Or you can buy a gift card and let them choose their experiences themselves, which can also be really great. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. If you're looking for a great family gift idea, this is one way you can sort of think outside the box for that. You really can. And like I said, because you all are near the Sandusky, Ohio location, just think about it. I mean, you can give someone a gift card, um, and they can enjoy a lot of things. We have so much under one roof. We have signature restaurants. We have the hotel. You know, we have spa services. So we have something for the adventure seeker, the foodie, the spa lover, and it's all under one roof. And it's right in your backyard, so it's absolutely perfect. Or, like I said, you can bring the family together and, you know, create a memory that's going to last far beyond the holidays even. And as you mentioned, it is a year-round resort, so don't pack away the swim gear just yet. Indeed, indeed. You know, being America's largest indoor water parks, Kalahari Resorts, you know, like I said, we have beautiful rooms and suites and villas and the spa services and, you know, fun-filled family entertainment center and the on-site signature restaurants. And through the holiday, we're having some special buffets for the holidays and, of course, the decorations are beautiful. It is truly an experience. And like you said before, you don't have to go out in the cold. It's all under one roof. And more details are at the website, right? Absolutely. So for more information, you can visit KalaharyResorts.com. Summer Jackson in New York with the Kalahari Resort's colossal wave of wonder float at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Summer, happy Thanksgiving. Thank you and happy Thanksgiving to you too. And with that, we will put the wraps on our podcast for today and wrap up a holiday-shortened week. No podcast tomorrow or Friday, of course, for the Thanksgiving holiday. Coming up on Monday, it is a well-known fact that shoplifting costs everyone money, but did you know that consumers may actually be contributing to the problem without even realizing it. We'll take a closer look at organized retail theft and why it's a growing trend. So until Monday morning, that is Good Mornings for this morning. Now that you've had a good morning, go on out and make it a good day, a happy Thanksgiving, great weekend. We'll catch you back here next week.